podcast is sponsored by Erica Knight. The Erica Knight Yarn Collection is the eponymous hand-knit label by British author and fashion and knit and crochet designer Erica Knight. Erica says, My yarn collection is concise and considered, with fibres and colours carefully selected so that you can be confident in choosing a beautiful, quality yarn for whatever you wish to create. My ethos has always been to keep things simple, to support British manufacturing where possible, to promote sustainable, natural fibres, and to celebrate traditional skills. When you are taking the time to craft something by hand, it is as much about the process as the final outcome, so for me, it's important to use the best possible materials. For further information, news and updates, please visit www.ericanight.co.uk or follow them on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at Nightcraft. That's craft with a K. Hi and welcome to Pomcast, coming live from the Edinburgh Festival. Uh, this is a podcast brought to you by Pom Pom Quarterly Magazine. I'm Sophie Scott and joined, very excitingly, by Bristol Ivy. Yay! Hi! Hello! Our super cool guest host. I am uh, so excited to be here. Yeah, people don't know Bristol, we interviewed you all the way back uh, Years 10. ago, years, years ago. <laughs> Eons ago now, Eons ago, oh my gosh. Uh, now you're in Edinburgh, what are you I'm doing in here? Edinburgh. I was teaching at the festival. Yeah, and I plucked you out and I said, come talk to me. And <laughs> I was like, yes please, I'm down for this experience. Yes. So yeah, uh, we've got uh, Bristol hanging out with us in Edinburgh. Uh, you're doing a bit of teaching here, yeah? I did a bit of teaching, I taught yesterday and I taught this morning and then I decimated the marketplace. As <laughs> <laughs> have many knitters, yeah. Yes, has had many, many knitters. The veritable clothes moth. To the I know, I know. There's like just tumbleweeds going through the marketplace at this point right now. <laughs> but painting the picture, you probably hear it in the background, which I quite like. Kind of yeah. So, Bustling community. Yeah, we do still have Lydia as part of the podcast, obviously. She is in Austin at the moment, uh, shooting issue 21. Yay! Very exciting. More on that uh, next episode, probably. Excellent. Yes. Um, yes. Hi, Lydia. Yes, hi, Lydia. We say hi. Yay, we miss you. <laughs> So yeah, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. So we've got our usual stuff uh, with a little Edinburgh vibe. We've got news and reviews, of course, tell and tell. We've got a fun interview with Rachel and Kate of Spin Cycle. Who are amazing. Yes, very punk rock. they do hand dyed, no, hand, hand dyed in the wool, hand spun. Yes, yes. They started out as a spinning group or a spinning duo, yep. and then they moved to a mill, and it's still got that hand painted feel. And no skate is the same. Yeah, they're so really cool. cool. They so gave me. Cool. I feel like we're like best buds now. They gave me a badge which says "Death Before a Critic." Yes. <laughs> So good. And they also have a clothes moss one which says like F off the moss. When they've got their bulky yarn is called Knit Fast Dye Warm. Yeah, right? yeah. And they yeah. have badges with that on it too. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, yes. more on that later with the yes. interview. So, let's just slide right into news. All right. I mean, one of the main pieces of news we're at Edinburgh. We're at Edinburgh. Um, it's amazing. It's it hasn't amazing. rained on us yet. <laughs> oh, true. Yet. Knock um, on wood. Wherever there is, we're at a. Fine wood. This little yarn will table. work. <laughs> Uh, well, I think we're going to have to talk to uh, Pomcats. You're going to have to release the big news, breaking news. Ah, uh, breaking news. Which so, is... yeah, so so Sophie mentioned maybe a few few episodes back that there were some big things in the work for uh, Pom Pom. Yeah. Pom Pom Press. And, Tell us. Oh, oh, they're just, uh, 
it might be something to do with me. Yeah. I think I might be doing a book, Sophie. <laughs> Here we go. Bristol Here we go. Ivy Pom Pom Press collaboration. It's, it's in public now. I can't I can't run away now. <laughs> <laughs> You've committed. I've committed. I've committed. But yes, we're doing a book and I am super excited. Yeah, super, absolutely. super excited. Yeah. Um, it should be launching fingers crossed if everything goes well it should be launching at Rhinebeck mm -hmm. which I will be at the pom, pom booth and signing and eating as many cider donuts as people will bring me please please bring me donuts um, <laughs> if you want a book bring donuts <laughs> oh oh I like that bargain that's a good no no people can have books good to be exchanged for money so yes. I don't know <laughs> books for donuts no um, but yeah I'm really excited about it it's a topic that I have been interested in for a really long time which is pushing the boundaries of knitting and that's kind of it's what I love about knitting um, and what I love about teaching is giving people the agency to push themselves beyond what they've already knit and seeing the possibilities of other stuff so we're talking about different exercises you can do to push your knitting creativity we're talking about uh, the different ways you can manipulate your fabric and then we're giving patterns that kind of illustrate all of those points and talk you through the math a little bit to see kind of how you get from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. So, and yeah, I'm really excited. We're like looking at models and looking at photo shoot locations yeah. and I'm so excited. Awesome. So, also terrified, but <laughs> it'll be fine. It'll be great. Terrifyingly be great. exciting. Terrifyingly awesome. excited. It's like it, riding that balance between the two is like, that's where you live life. It's great. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Well, great. Yes. Well, we're excited to be doing this with I'm, you. I could not be more thrilled to be doing it with Pop Pom. Oh, like, and of course, yeah. Yes, it's just the best the best of all possible situations. Oh, great. All right. So that's the big news, guys. Yay. Uh, you're up to date. And we'll keep you up to date with more yes. on that, of course. Yes. Um, coming up before Rhinebeck, we have Pom Fest. Yay. Just a reminder for you guys. Uh, so the dates of that is 14th and 15th of July. Um, so lots of exciting stuff on the in the works there. Uh, you know, we're gonna have shopping, we're gonna have partying, we're gonna so have good. different things. So keep your ears and your eyes peeled. <laughs> and I am excited to say that I'm gonna get to come to Pompeii. Yes, I'm so excited. It's gonna be really fun to come over to London and hang out in the summertime. Yeah. Hey, we do have it sometimes. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's gonna be really good. Yep. But no, I'm super excited to be coming to Pompeii and to be hanging out with all of the cool people they have on the lineup because holy moly. All the Pomcats. So not all the you guys to listen. It's going to be so good. Pom friends and family. Pom friends, pom family, pom <laughs> community, pom... Pom squad. Pom squad. We have Cecilia who's been helping us out on the stand this weekend. Yes. She's, uh, she came up with the term pom squad. Pom squad is amazing and yeah. I really, really do think there needs to be a playlist. Oh, yeah, she's good at that as well. Yes. Oh, it's going to happen. There, there better be a Bomb Squad playlist at the Bomb Fest. Awesome. All right, we're working on it. Okay, excellent. Um, cool. Well, moving on to Tell and Tell. Tell and Tell. I'm intrigued. What have you been missing? Um, unsurprisingly, I am working on book stuff. Oh. Yes, I am currently working on one of my projects for the Increases and Decreases chapter. And it is a cardigan-ish thing. Yeah, we have to keep it super vague super right vague, now. Super <laughs> vague, super vague, but it is in um, Baramu's Devstone DK. Ooh, these which, guys are here, yeah. Yes, love them, love this yarn. It is a combo of BFL and Wensleydale and Massum, which are all long wools, mm -hmm. and yet, which you expect to be kind of wiry and prickly, and, and yet it is so soft and so shiny, and everyone yeah. who sees it just kind of like involuntarily coos. I do so, like a, a Wednesday has that luster. It does, like, yeah. yeah. And and it's just, it's this kind of really confusing yarn because it's just <laughs> like, you shouldn't feel this good, but you do. <laughs> but you do. Um, and it's in this gorgeous kind of undyed gray. 
loving knitting with it. Absolutely loving knitting with it. And I think we yes. gave a shout out for people I've seen at the festival. We kind of missed that. But yeah. Um, who did I love? Is uh, Boost? I think I'm saying that whole. Oh, Boost World. yeah. Those guys like based in. Uh, they're like doing Hebridean yes Scottishy okay. Argyle the good stuff the good the, stuff like, the huffy stuff like you put your nose in it involuntarily <laughs> and just like get up in there you've yeah. been huffing yarn I've day. been huffing yarn I'm sorry everyone I've been huffing yarn I can't <laughs> help it um, who else who else have you earmarked from festival um, who did I get I went by Carol Feller's booth because she has her new yarn she's doing fiber skates and it's like I, I snagged some and now I'm not remembering what's in it it's merino and linen and something else I think so it's just this really interesting kind of um, drapey, lightweight, uh, sport weight, gorgeous concoction. And I'm really excited to play with that. So that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, Brooklyn Tweed is obviously here. Oh, yeah. Like, that's big, coming across the pond mm-hmm. from Definitely. from the other coast of the U.S. So that's exciting to see them here. Um, who else? Old Maid Nod just published her book. Oh, yeah. She's done. Her home book. Yeah. And... Ten years, yeah. I, yeah, ten years of Old Maid Knot. And I definitely fell down in her booth and bought some yarn. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, I've been wandering around in days pretty much. So, what have you seen that you've liked? I really like, I'm just going to check this note in my pocket, which I wrote down. Iona. Yeah, Ooh. they do. It's great because the fleece is kind of grey and it's over-dyed. So you still oh, get that kind of heathery like texture. Tone. Yeah. Um, and the yarn I wanted this one out. I, I moved too slow. So I'm gonna be faster in those legs. Sophie. They gave me a postcard. So okay, I'm gonna okay, okay. I'm gonna that later. Yeah. Um, also, John Arben. Of course. We love those love guys. Them. They've released uh, Devonia. We were talking yes. to John on the podcast last episode. I'm going to go see that. Cool. We did spend at least some good five minutes. Like, I said, what's your favorite one, John? He's like, oh, well, you know, let's look at this one. This is quite good. And then he like, there'd be two seconds. Be like, oh, this one. This one's a favorite <laughs> as well. Like, yes, he's a man who loves his yarn. Yes, I am absolutely loving seeing all of the small. Um, small breeds popping up like breed specific small farm small batch it's so great to see especially in an area that has been so famous for wool production and has maybe kind of let that slide from I mean at least from my perspective I'm sure that you have a better perspective on the British industry than I do but um, not let slide either but like it's been on the back burner yeah especially with the price you know Rachel um, who does Daughter of a Shepherd talking about how it's cheaper to burn it, yeah. burn it than it is to sell it um, and the fact that now people are taking that yarn and taking that wool that may not have been as valuable in the past and really bringing it to knitters and saying this is a valuable product this is valuable in terms of culture in terms of heritage in terms of history in terms of geography I just think that's awesome yeah someone said to me I think it's a really cool term that I'm gonna like pretend is mine now mm-hmm. someone's like oh yeah it's like the uh, the Rhinebeck the UK now because this it, it is totally the Rhinebeck of the UK such a international feel it does I mean, I've, I had people in my class, someone came from Australia oh, wow. to come for this. And there were people from all over um, Scandinavia and Europe and people from America. A lot of people from America this yeah. year. Like a lot more than I remember seeing last year. So yeah. it's definitely becoming, it's definitely becoming like the, the event. Yeah. The Basically event. what we're saying, guys, you haven't come already. You should come. You should, come. <laughs> you should really come. We should give a big shout out to uh, Mika and Joe, actually. Mika and Joe, the saints that organize this festival. Absolute heroes. Oh yeah. They're we're... massive heroes. I was going to say, we spent a lot of time dancing at Kaylee. <laughs> yes. And they organize, yeah, they organize the Kaylee every yeah. Friday night. And there is live music and dancing. And the guy calls out the dancing. But I can't understand his accent. So <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm always just like, okay, 
we're gonna dance now. The default okay. is if you swing someone round and round, you're probably doing. Yes, you're probably doing it. But it was so much fun. <laughs> I appreciated Sophie that you were another tall lady. Yeah, I could dance with. It was good. Yeah, was good. <laughs> that's the thing when they were doing like and couples. So we need them, you know, getting your couples. The man is on the outside, the woman's on the outside. It's like well, you get to scrape together twenty men, you know. And <laughs> Yeah, but there were a good amount of men. Yeah, there were a good amount of men. Some kilts, so there we go. I know. There we that go. Was, that was lovely. That was lovely. Um, yeah, it was super fun. Super, super fun. That is maybe one of the big reasons that I wanted to come back this year was the K-Week. So I was like, I just want to dance. It was yes. great. So much fun. So I'm glad we did it. I'm glad they did it again. Yes. Uh, oh wait, back in Stand and Tell. Yeah, we're oh, about, oh yes, that sorry, thing. that uh, knitting thing that we're doing. What are you working on, Sophie? Um, so what am I doing? I'm doing uh, a radiate uh, pullover. I feel like oh, okay. I kind of jump between saying jumper and pullover. Sweater. Yeah, you're continental. Yeah, well, right? a continental. Not only in the knitting <laughs> style, darling. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's from the new interpretation. We've got volume four. Obviously, we've got it here at the festival. Yes, and it is online. beautiful. So it's got a, in the magazine, uh, the book, sorry, it's like a grey, you've got the like acid pink. Yes, yes. I'm going for like a gold, like a mustard gold and a blue with a John Alvin's viola. Nice. Oh, that Pretty yarn nice. is so good. Yeah. And I know the exact mustard that you're talking about because Lydia has a pullover in that, right? Yeah, she does. Yes. One of your designs. Just drop yeah. that in there. Uh, hey. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm working on that. I'm also, because, you know, I'm on the train. That's a bit of knitting time. That's a good oh, bit of knitting time. Yeah. 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 Anything else on your needles? Uh, so I've got uh, also Anna Maltz did the penguin book. Yeah. And we have the rock hopper shawl that she did, which has like a stripey. Oh, and yes, it's and like it's a, got like the chevron y thingy thing. Yes, yes. Words thingy good. Thing. The yeah, thingy yeah. thing, I'm so good at words right now. Yeah, I'm doing like a deep snatch dive of something that I've had for about five years. Nice. So putting in a little bit of speckles, and then something nice, like some nice tosh sock. I want a kind of greeny, one in a pink. Ooh. What's that. the overall color tone? Uh, all the colors. No. All the colors. Like, <laughs> so we've got like, yeah, that's sort of turquoise green and then a okay. hot pink. And Ooh. then there's a La Bien-Aimé speckled one that I got. So Nice. Mainly because I thought, oh, spring happens. Like, yeah, I remember yeah. those colors. Those yeah. colors, they exist again in my life. So that's pretty fun. Nice. <laughs> that sounds really good. To reviews, we have uh, some studio linen, which has been given to us by our lovely sponsors, Clarion Light. It is beautiful, beautiful yarn. I am, I'm just kind of sitting here petting the swatch. Tell me about the swatch, yeah. yeah. So the swatch, it just has a really nice hand to it. Um, so the yarn is made from recycled linen fibers and a viscose blend, so it has a really soft, drapey feel. And yeah. um, I told you this before, I'm like all about the sweatshirt feeling yarns. Like I want sweaters that I can live in and like fall asleep in accidentally and not feel because we've done it. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and it's I want it to be to feel okay to do that, not feel like it's a precious thing. Yeah. I want it to feel like it's part of my wardrobe. And I think this yarn would be fantastic for it. Mm. It's got really good stitch definition. It feels like it's just gonna be a nice light summer weight garment. Yeah. What do you well, think? Well I like because it's this sounds like a negative way to describe a yarn, but it's kinda of dry in its feeling. I like that feeling. Yeah. yeah. You kinda of yeah. get that crispness crispness. Uh, Christmas, yay. Yay, uh, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you kind of get that crispness in the yarn. And I think uh, sometimes, I don't know, sometimes in linen, I can get them a too tough and stringy. Yes. And this, it does have that sort of softness to it. Right, it kind of, it, it combats the things we don't like about linen with keeping the things we do like yes. about linen. Mm, all right, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> Taglines. Yeah. Call me. No, don't call so, me. Um, <laughs> 
One of the cool things that they've uh, released for 2017 now is the new Shibori inspired colours. So the one we've got here is called Pajama, which I kind of like. It's kind of like a very soft indigo-y blue. Yes. I would totally like pajamas in this. Yeah. Like, like, is this the next project, Knit Pajamas? Are we going that way? We can do that. Yeah? I had, <laughs> I don't know what possessed me, but like right when Malabrigo first started becoming a thing, I was like, you know what I'll do? I'll knit a pair of boxers in Malabrigo. Oh. And then I was like, this is a terrible idea, actually. Let's <laughs> not do this. Sometimes you have to do those things. Yes. So. Just kind of get it out of your system. I'm glad I didn't do that, actually. That is no longer a thing. But this would be wonderful for pajamas. Yes. Very okay. cool, very light, very yep. drapey. I think it's summery tops. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So one thing I did the swatch with this, I used a, a four mil, which is kind of okay. the largest recommended size for yep. this. And it has sort of lent itself to the, the drapiness of this. Yeah. Kind of gives it the openness. Yeah. Um, what ne- what size needle do you think you could go down to on this? Um, I probably wouldn't. You know what? You I wouldn't. probably wouldn't because I like the thing with linen, it has that kind of the quality. The more you wear it, the more like looser right. and drapey it gets. And right. I like that. I think yeah. I, I mean, if you wanted to, maybe I'd even just maybe three and a half. So I went with a four with mm-hmm. this. I probably wouldn't go too tight. Yeah. Do you think it's something that you'd want to seem for stability, or do you think it's something yeah, that can hold a, on its good own? Yeah, good shout. God, designers break here with <laughs> these questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I would. Yeah. Yeah, just to give it a little bit of stability because yeah, it does. Yeah. It does just have that really beautiful hand to it, but it has the potential to yeah. kind of be around your knees if it's in a seamless garment which is just I mean that's always the case with with fibers that don't have memory we yeah. know that it's all yeah, good yeah. so cool that was yeah. uh, well thanks to Erica Knight thank you the Erica podcast. Um, actually yeah if you're interested in Erica Knight she spoke to us episode 9 yay yeah she's got a cool we are uh, throwing it old school this I know I, I, I checked out all the references yeah <laughs> good job Sophie <laughs> So that's the Studio Linen with the new indigo dyed hues for 2017. Uh, We'll have more information on the blog, lots of links, uh, pictures of the swatch. So yeah, check it out. All right, sounds good. We've also got a great giveaway courtesy of Erica Knight. You could win 10 skeins of Erica Knight Studio Linen in the colour pyjama. Simply head over to the Pom Pom blog to enter. That's pompommag.com forward slash podcast. So, who do we bump into at Edinburgh Yarn Festival? It was Rachel and Kate of Spin Cycle. Uh, had a little chat to them backstage at Edinburgh Yarn Festival. They told us about the yarn, about uh, their process, mill, um, and how pretty cool they are. They are really cool. They're pretty cool. They're really cool. All right, let's uh, hear from those guys. Yeah. So, backstage at Edinburgh Yarn Festival, um, I'm thrilled to be joined with Kate. Hello. Hello. And Rachel. Hi. Hi. I think we should establish you are two people, two different voices. Mm-hmm. Uh, of, I want to say Spincicle. Is it Spincicle or Spincicle? Is it interchangeable? Oh, we call it Spincicle, but Spincicle sounds very British. I don't know, British. it's very Spincicle. Like <laughs> I will call it its proper name, which is Spincicle. I mean, we might change it to Spincicle when Ooh, we get home. Sounds like a whimsical icicle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get, oh my God, I'm part of your rebranding now. What's happening? Uh, thanks for joining us. When people ask what you do, what do you say? What do you, what's your ethos? What's your brand? If it's somebody I'm trying to impress, I say I do yarn manufacturing. Mm, yes. <laughs> and anyone else, I would just say that we are hand dyers. Mm-hmm. We sort of are hand dyers. We hand dye our wool in sort of a traditional hand spinner style, and then we have it micro milled into knitting yarn so it maintains a hand 
spun look while being produced in some great enough quantity to wholesale. Yeah, we started out as a hand spinnery where we were just dyeing everything in tiny batches and spinning it by hand. So um, when people ask what I do, my impulse is still to just be like, uh, I make yarn, which doesn't really, it's, people are like, oh, cute. <laughs> but it's actually been a full-time job for both of us for over a decade. So how so, did that, uh, sorry, how did that stop then? How did you guys meet? We met um, selling health food at a food co-op in Bellingham, Washington. And uh, we are both completely self-taught fiber people. Like, I think we each had maybe like a couple random hours here and there of a little bit of lessons, but mm -hmm. pretty much just do it the Kate and Rachel way, which <laughs> isn't necessarily the right way, but it works. So yeah, yeah. So but we had the same style of doing things. Weirdly. Yeah, we. I think we maybe uh, you saw some knitting sticking out of my bag at work mm -hmm. or something. We were, you know, we yeah, we were working at the food co-op, which is like the quintessential 20-something hippie job in Bellingham, <laughs> like, you have to. Not to say that running a you know, the yarn uh, business is much less <laughs> like that. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Hippie job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we just started talking, and we started to hang out together and knit together. And I lived in this, like, hippie house with 13 people and this giant, weird kitchen, and one day we, like, got a couple of dye pots from the little fun Mine wasn't even store. a dye pot. It was a pot roast pan. Pot roast pan. <laughs> yeah. Remember yeah, like the this black like yeah. ceramic? Yeah. Like a turkey roasting pan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And mine was a five gallon stainless steel, but like a really flimsy stainless steel pot. <laughs> and the first day we ever dyed together was Easter Sunday. We weren't mm -hmm. observing. So we were uh, just dyeing some yarn. And she dyed this beautiful color that we still do today. Yep. So um, yeah, so we repeat our colors, though not everyone can tell that they match because part of spin cycle is finding the perfect Easter egg skein that's gonna mm. be a little different than all its brothers and sisters. I think that ties back into the Easter egg kind of. Yeah, reason. yeah. Oh, wow, you could. It's all on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah, you really brought that around. Yeah, <laughs> it's totally on purpose. So, one of the, the phrases I keep seeing with the spin cycle yarn is uh, dyed in the wool. Could you explain yeah. that? Uh, yeah, people so listening. That is why nobody is exactly competitive with us, is because it's dyed in the wool. There's a lot of people who hand dye existing already spun yarn and. Don't get me wrong, there's so many different styles and techniques to that, but it, you can't accomplish dyed in the wool style yarn by dyeing yarn. You have to start in the raw or loose wool and then uh, mill it after. So it's um, a process and also a name we really liked. So it's sort of the name of our line of yarn, of our sport weight, um, very highly variegated, yarn is dyed in the wool. Yeah, and the, that style of dyeing results in a really saturated, like totally permeated yarn. Mm -hmm. um, right, because when this technique came into fashion where they kind of spray and speckle the outside of the yarn, the inside is still kind of white. So with the dyed in the wool yarn, it's dyed like through and through, which is, you know, no matter how long you wear it, the colors will always stay bright and never actually like wear off the dyed layer of the wool. Mm -hmm. so. 
Yeah. It's also kind of a pain in the ass for a mill to... Oh, is it okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for okay. it. Yeah, I love it. Um, it's, it's a bit tricky for mills to deal with a, with a fiber that's been dyed already. It's a little torn up. It, it can get a little mm. mangled and a little felty and stuff. So we're really lucky that our mill is as accommodating as they are. and they Both our mills. We have two yeah, mills now that deal with our dyed fiber. Mm-hmm. So talking about the mill, maybe we should rewind the the beginning again. Oh, really? You guys, Back to the mill. Yeah, you start you study everything's exclusively hand spun mm -hmm. by you guys, and yeah. then yeah, the introduction introduction of the mill is sort of really yeah change and develop. So how's that? That came. Worked? We both had kids. Uh, Rachel's son is six years old, and my daughter Iona is five years old, and that was like a make it or break it thing for us. We were like not sure if our dream of being spinsters forever would be over <laughs> that day or not. Um, but then this mill opened up, a brand new mill, which is key because they didn't know the right way to do it. <laughs> they didn't mind doing it the wrong way with us. Yeah. Uh, we met them, I guess our kids, I don't know, our kids were like one and two, maybe yeah, not even. Yeah. And Spin Cycle, as we knew it, had really like plateaued and it had plateaued in a low place I mean our production had gone down so much because we before we had kids we just worked as much as we wanted to we'd work at our studio and we'd bring work home and sometimes hand spin eight hours a day yeah and it's a phenomenal amount of work. I just like that. the strain on your body though as well. I suppose is that also why it plateaus because you we can't. We started kinda... to be shaped one shoulder up, one shoulder yeah, yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. But we mirror each other the way we spin. We just, <laughs> just look at each other and <laughs> one of us spins left handed and one of us spins right handed. Yeah. So. Yeah, the time just wasn't available anymore to spin and we just didn't have inventory and it was exhausting to try to do shows with little kids to think about and bring with us often and um it just yeah we had to reevaluate and then the smell opened and we hated spinning fine yarn for socks and whatnot because it takes forever so we're like well let's have the mill try out our fine yarn see how that goes yeah we were originally we were just gonna keep hand spinning singles and super bulky and let them take over all of our finer two ply because that was like the thing that took all the time and we couldn't charge enough to, you know, compensate ourselves for the time that it took. So this was like 2010, 2011? Yeah. So I think shawls were getting really popular mm -hmm. right around then. Like scarves were officially over and shawls were stopping, right? Like yeah. Fashion, knitting fashion-wise. So the fine yarn started to be in demand. Mm-hmm. So we sent, we dyed some fiber like we always do same same Done process and everything yeah. <laughs> um and we sent it over to the mill and we talked about the thickness the weight that we wanted and they got all day long with them yeah looking at the spinning frame in wonder because it looks nothing like a spinning wheel and we were it was our first time to be in a mill and um and they sent us home with this yarn that when we started swatching with it we couldn't believe it that well, the, the process of pin drafting, um, because when you're hand spinning, you split the fiber many times, like however, like however many times you want, but you get like a shorter color repeat. And the way that the mill was drafting it, the color repeats got very long and stretched out mm -hmm. and very, it just created this whole new look that was 
really beautiful. And just like a wild, unpredictable gradient. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think if people haven't come across your yard now, it's the fun thing of listening to something and trying to describe what it looks like. So it's sort of, you do have like a mild kind of look. There's mm -hmm. no sort of solid matteness to your colors. Rarely. Yeah. Occasionally, two plies will line up perfectly for a moment. Yeah. Uh, but rarely. It's usually um, marled. So people think, oh, you dye, you must dye like 10 pots with all different colors, but each skein is one pot of yarn. Uh, so we layer the fiber in with Or other. each colorway. Yeah, it's there. Yeah. yeah, each colorway. So a skein from a colorway is only. Um, it all existed in under hot water in one pot together at one point. Uh, and so we do. We build the color in like lasagna. Like you know, add a layer <laughs> of some color, add yeah. some more wool, add some more color, add some more wool. Um, and then yeah, so then the yarns. The, it's like usually all from one family of color, kind of marled onto each other. Because in some places the colors blend in some places they're very separated um yeah so long slow color changes show it with words <laughs> we'll have pictures on the blog as well but okay, yes. like, describing that's colors useful. you know it's that that kind of magic where you like it's kind of like this but kind of like that I don't yeah Nidia and i like doing that a lot so yeah <laughs> binsiclyarns.com rachel does beautiful photography oh there we go nice plug i like that yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. good job so talking more about color, um, you're saying you're sort of you're working from a lasagna of lasagna of fiber putting together. <laughs> is there like a a concept where you're like, well, we know we're kind of going for like this is gonna kind of look like the sea, or this is kind of gonna be like this, or is it do you sort of start with an instinctual playing and then that's the color? Like, we both of you flip through the pictures in our phones. Mm -hmm. There would be like a weird picture of a wall, or you know, with some graffiti on it, or some leaves, you know, we just see a few colors together all the time and snap a picture and we're like, oh, let's try that in a yarn. Um, so definitely a lot of different places to find colors to put together. Um, one of my favorite projects is when stores who carry us ask us for an exclusive colorway because the way they ask for it is always different. Mm. I've had a store send me Pantone chips to be like, like actual chips exact in the mail yeah. colors yeah. represented and you're like okay I'll yeah, that's intimidating <laughs> so far it's worked out pretty well yeah. some people are like oh, I want it to look like you know a cloudy storm you see you know with like yeah. you use just some words yeah which Sometimes is they'll send us a photograph yeah we've had yeah um Elena Dacos suggested a color for uh botanical knits too and she sent us this beautiful picture uh, it's kind of like an Andy Goldsworthy looking photograph mm -hmm. of leaves. It might have been a photo she took though. It's beautiful. There's this like ombre of of fall leaves. Yeah, that was fun. So mm -hmm. can get some color ideas almost anywhere. Once I took a picture of a turkey at the state fair. It was like the most beautiful turkey. It was a gorgeous turkey. And I dyed a really good colorway. And Kate and I had a huge fight because I she wouldn't let me name it cold turkey. She <laughs> sounded so gelatinous and disgusting. And like raw meat. Wait, what is that? Is that wallflower? Yeah. That's wallflower. Oh, it's wallflower now. Is that like, oh, okay. No, well, that's our compromise. She just was like, so everybody who's listening knows <laughs> it was supposed to be cold turkey. Well, it's all coming out now, right? Culture related. Uh, and our newest yarn, Versus, which is a whole line of 12 colors of marl. So it's all gray with a hand dyed, dyed in the wool next to it. Mm -hmm. um, 
we have one that's black and gray, and I wanted to call it Bantam, like a chicken. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Rachel vetoed me suit and tie. Because of the Justin Timberlake song. So, well, my mom was Bantam, so I would have gone for that one. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's so cute. Right? So it's, you know, hard to run a business with two bosses. Yeah. Sometimes we fight over the really important stuff like naming colorways. <laughs> Yeah, it's really lucky we get along about everything else. <laughs> How do you guys get the balance? Because if you're working together all the time, do you still like hang out yeah. without work stuff? Or do you find like, oh, you know that colorway, we should do this with that and stuff? Or... We um, hang out all the time. Our mm -hmm. kids are best friends. We live a block apart from each other. <laughs> it's really weird. Uh, but we still go a week without seeing each other, but I always miss you and I think of like 30 things I can't wait to tell you. Yeah, we text each other incessantly when we're not together. Mm -hmm. Man, it is as rosy as it seems then, guys. You have the best like working relationship and friendship. So yeah. 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 <laughs> we had we this, do fight. We had this like year where we didn't get along, like kind of toward the beginning and you might have how much we didn't get along from the fact that we were always just wearing headphones when we had to work together. <laughs> you can see how sick of each other we are by how many times we have headphones. But you know what? At that point, we had just stopped. When we first became friends and started this business, we also lived together. Yeah. And that year of silence was like at, at the end of living together, or maybe we had just stopped living together. And that was like that was a bridge too far. That was hard. But now we don't live together. We do live very close mm -hmm. and we see each other at work all the time. But it's like, yeah, that's, it's really good. You make it work. It's just right. Yeah. yeah. It's our ideal that's, relationship. <laughs> that was the thing that, yeah. yeah. We um, just knit a sweater together. Oh, <laughs> she knit the sweater at the body. And it's oh, a really? pom-pom sweater. It's it is. I was going to say, we're going to have to get yes. a photo of this. It's amazing. So what, is this your new this blendy is, yarn? Yeah, it's called Versus. Versus, right. So, so yeah, it's, uh, yeah. The yeah. moral. Mm -hmm. Awesome. We'll get a photo of this. Again, it's the, the listing thing of like, look at this thing. Look at <laughs> it. It looks so good. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you guys matched on gauge. Is that how simpatico your relationship is? Oh, there? she had the size down. Oh, okay. Size up. Size up a needle. Mm -hmm. I was on sixes. Yeah, I'm a tighter knitter. Yeah. But still, but we know yeah. we know without yeah. swatching how to get how oh, to change. That's that's a that's a friendship. Come on, right? Right, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> and you knit, uh, you you throw and I pick. Mm -hmm. That's also different. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of versus, and uh, you've had dyed in the wool. Mm -hmm. um, can you let the can you let people know what are the yarns you have? Yeah. Uh, so dyed in the wool is our sport weight. Um, versus is our DK weight. Then we have Independence, which is a single. So it's one single ply of variegated, like heavy worsted, almost to bulky weight. Mm -hmm. So in the States, we call it Erin. I'm now seeing, since I've been learning about the English and Scottish way of talking about yarn, that you got Erin is like worsted over yeah, there? Yeah, okay, yeah. So I think for you, worsted is a little bit thinner. A little uh, thinner? Okay. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, so it's a crash course of looking around, <laughs> yeah. Maria, mm -hmm. learning mm -hmm. some things. Uh, and then we have really fabulous, super bulky, which is um, for like size 13 to 17 needles. Yes. Um, so it's just like this giant macro version of our dyed in the wool. And we have the singles machine spun, but Rachel hand plies every single skein of the super bulky, the super bulky which is called Knit Fast Dye Young. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You know, as it should. Yeah, be. yeah. Each See, color is named after a rap song, so. Also. <laughs> <laughs> so you're still involved in the. Although you have the milk, is that really important to still have that hand quality to it? It's nice. It's nice to still get to sit at my spinning wheel, which is now electric. Um, so I can go really fast. Yes. But it's like, yeah, it's good to, to have that kind of tactile relationship with the yarn still. Mm, yeah. Because there are some weeks that I I just sit in front of a computer all week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if it weren't for just moving yarn around in the studio, I wouldn't touch yarn. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's nice to have that. It's nice to still be producing that by hand. Do you still sort of spin for, like, pleasure? You'd be like, oh, I can't wait to do this just for me. Kate did recently. I haven't spun for pleasure in a long time. Yeah. (laughs) I I spun for a boy. There was a boy who wanted a black scarf. Yeah. I'm like, wait, you want, like, a black scarf? Yeah, I want a black scarf. A scarf? A seed stitch scarf? (laughs) So that's a... That's devotion right there. That is, yeah. Hand spun. Hand spun black. Black yarn. So boring. I think you guys are giving like the best knitting metaphors. Like, oh yeah, you know, she knits like this, and I have to put the same tension, you know, and the black scarf. It's great. <laughs> um, I want to go back to the mill again because I think it's really interesting that you went from the hand spun to then introducing the mill with more kind of um, sort of machine based thing. How did you get the balance to keep your sort of hand spun fun kind of texture? That's pretty much. Well, one thing that's pretty different about our dyed-in-the-wool yarn compared to a lot of similar weight yarns is it's, to be a spore weight yarn, it's more wool, so it's a little bit more dense, Mm. more wool spun down a little harder and then plied a little tighter, so we really wanted to create an heirloom quality yarn, so it's it's more pill resistant that way, Um, but so yeah, being able to kind of control exactly how it's milled so it's milled to look a lot exactly like our specific spinning style which mm-hmm. was always a little like tighter and firmer than yeah but it's still kind of got that thick and thin right texture and because i think that's because the yeah i think it's because the fiber comes to them a little roughed up from being mm-hmm. dyed first um so it's hard to like pin draft a perfect uh thickness mm-hmm. um also the milling equipment is like pretty small scale Mm -hmm. so um I think that gives it a little bit of an inconsistency Mm -hmm. we really like that we like that look a lot and George me pin drafting is like carding but yeah it's after (laughs) carding it's pin drafting so if, if it's the if the the part of hand spinning that it replaces is between your uh, finger that's the, your your pinch pinch together fingers that are mm. closest to the orifice, and then the one that's just controlling the so fiber drawing. Yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah, drawing it, or drafting. Exactly. Okay. Oh, yeah. Cool. So it basically draws and drafts mm-hmm. before the machine. Uh, the machine also draws and drafts, but the pin mm-hmm. drafting kind of uniforms it all, gets it all mm-hmm. regular. Okay. Um, so yeah, you guys are here at Edinburgh Yarn Festival. Mm-hmm. How's it going so far? Are you enjoying it? Yeah. Yeah. We're having a really good time. Yeah. We um we do a lot of shows in the States mm-hmm. and this is like all these companies and makers are different. I mean there are a couple like the Fiber Co. Yeah. We see them in Brooklyn Tweed, we see them everywhere. But um Oh, and your your favorite yarn of all times is here. Oh yeah, Baremu. Yeah, we see them because they go to the states. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, but other than those, it's like it's all new yeah. stuff. Any faves so far, or any like? Well, we we oh. got these. Who? We got some yeah some yarn <laughs> bags that we really. Oh, we took like. the tag off. I can't remember. It was like woolly bags or something. Oh yeah. Oh, it says so in. Oh, it said woolly originals. Woolly originals. Oh. They. They uh, machine knit Shetland Fair Isle patterns and then make it into knitting bags. And we saw that on the EYF Instagram like three weeks ago and beeline this morning before it was even open. And I'm glad because they totally sold They're out. They're completely empty. Yeah, I've walked past a couple of um, stores that are quite yeah. decimated already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but the context recording this, it's like Friday afternoon. Like yeah. it's only day one. Yeah. Our, uh, not even the end of the I day. I hope they have some more at home. Yeah. But I don't know. She said she reserved some for tomorrow. She told oh, that to our friend who was heartbroken. Uh, and so it was our first time touching the Kate Davies yarn that she mm -hmm. made. And that's pretty dreamy. Yeah. Um, there's also an Iona yarn, which is sheep grown on the island of Iona, the Isle of Iona. Oh, yeah. I think I've seen them. I was yeah. thinking like where I've walked past. I've kind of done yeah. all these tools mm -hmm. and things. I'm oh, yeah. really excited about it. I love when people take gray, natural gray mm. wool and dye it a color, like a light wash of dye over the natural gray. I think it's so beautiful. That's like the, the Dovestone. Yeah, Dovestone does, okay. yeah. does that. Um, and I'm going to buy some because my daughter's name is Iona. And even though she's like, Mom, I hate wool. I don't care. I'm not going to need it for her. I'm going to just have it. Yeah, if anything's going to like win her over, it's going to be her own name. I'll give you the label off the ball. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys are hanging out with Luke. You've got stuff yeah, right on there. We, mm -hmm. we um, did a little teamwork. We uh, dyed a color of yarn that's just special for Loop. So that's there. It's called Moth to Flame. And it's going to Loop after. So mm -hmm. you may see it around. Yeah. Um, and then our good friend Andrea Mowry, better known as Drea Renines, designed a pattern called Across the Pond. I love that name. Loop. So cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we gave her some parameters. So it's 400 yards, which might be 100 grams of sport. That might be something I learned today. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, so she used 400 yards of this really nice American grown and milled merino that we sell, just a plain natural off the sheep gray, and then one skein of her dyed in the wool. And so we asked her, we we're like, can you really make one skein show off every single centimeter? There, I'm trying. I like that. Yeah. Just drop it in the lingo. Yeah. Now. yeah. In a centimeter. <laughs> nice, there. nice nod to the metric system. Yeah. It's subtle, right? Yeah, it's subtle. subtle. <laughs> uh, so she, yeah, so she did this mosaic knitting. So the stitch travels. And then if you look at the stitch, the overall pattern looks like a going sideways knit. Yeah. Stitch. If you like hold the cowl on the bias, it looks just like. Wait, do you have one? This is great. Oh, we got yeah. show and tell again. Here it yeah, is. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, the little arrows of a mm -hmm. bee of a net. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or like tiger tracks or something. I don't know. <laughs> but it's called across the pond. Yeah. And then our, our friend and employee Nora designed a special little like a sheep munching a dandelion with a little rabbit. And it's like a little spin cycle loop. Yay. Very thing. nice. Yeah. Yeah. bag. Yeah. Perhaps. So it's a little knit kit, a special knit kit. Cool. Mm -hmm. All right. You guys got any other plans when you're in Edinburgh? We want to um, see up some kilts. <laughs> Just kidding. Do you know the joke? The what's worn under a Scotsman's kilt? Right. The, the well, the answer is nothing. Uh -huh. 
because it's all in tip-top condition. Like, what's worn, like, nothing's oh, damaged. Nothing's oh, worn. So now you can send that in as a local knowledge nice. yeah. thing. Yeah. That'll be the <laughs> thing you yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but besides up some kilts, which, you know, uh, we want to <laughs> hike and see some pretty stuff. Yeah, we mm. want to get out of town a little bit. Yeah. We don't know how how to do that yet, but we'll figure yeah. it out. We have another week. Yeah. Oh, so, brilliant. Oh, yeah. Make a week of it, then, yeah. yeah. Climb up uh, Arthur's seat. That's not a euphemism for, like, a kilt thing again, but, yeah, it's <laughs> right. Climb <laughs> right up his seat. Yeah, that's, that was a recommendation that yeah, we had, that's so I'm excited yeah. about that. And then my darling, helpful little cousin, Lily, lives in the city, and she let us ship everything to her. She came over last night and made kits with us. Mm-hmm. And she had some good recommendations of beautiful places to see that you knew from Irvine Welsh novels. Is that right? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. It's the grittier side of town. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. 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 But we won't do heroin. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> That'll be one difference. Yeah. We're going to draw the line there. Um, yeah. We're gonna Different kind of needles, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. Uh, what else are we going to do? Some shoe shopping, some whiskey tasting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. That's kind of solid. Well, we're going to move on to a classic podcast question. Mm-hmm. One of them is, uh, if you're an animal, what would you be? Like, separate, unless you have a combined, like, cool mythical animal. I thought at that moment <laughs> it could be something like that now. Do you want to pick the head of the animal and I'll pick the body? No, I know my animal. Yeah? I... I for the first time this past summer, I saw mountain goats. Ooh, okay. In in Washington, they were just chilling on the side of a mountain, and it was like a mom and her babies. They are wooly. They are fabulous. They hike around with ease. I don't know how the heck those hoofs can navigate rocks. Yeah. But it, it was pretty amazing. Right. It's a mountain goat, for sure. The resilience and <laughs> yeah. the balance is in there within you. Tough. That's yeah. good. Scary, woolly. That's like the opposite of my animal. I want to be a hibernating bear. Nice. Just a just, beautiful bear. I just want to stay at home and be warm and sleep. Okay, but like, do you know how they don't poop the bed when they hibernate? No. Okay, my dad just told me this. Okay. Eat, like a massive <laughs> amount of twigs, and it dams them up for the winter. Oh no! Yeah, so that's that's why, my worst nightmare. That's why I eat like a hibernating bear that wakes up is so grumpy because <laughs> that's the first order of business. Get that out. <laughs> so you want to stick with that? Why are you trying to ruin my animal? You would be the cutest bear. <laughs> You're just a bear with some prune juice. You're fine. You know. Yeah. Totally. I figure you guys also, like, if you're a mountain goat and a bear, they're kind of mountainous gang. Yeah. They'd hang out together, so... We're, we're so Washington native. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Are you, like, a protected grizzly? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Go. Awesome. Perfect. All right, and our other pong question is your desert island yarn. We are cast upon a desert isle. You could use a yarn to take. I don't know whether I should give you guys the rule that it can't be the spin cycle yarn. Okay, no. well, we thought about this, and we do everything together, so we're going to be on the same desert island. Okay, like that's a given. You're like, we are. Yeah, <laughs> no, we discussed this one. Okay. Yeah. And so I was going to bring dyed in the wool, mm-hmm. because it looks so good with... Dust on TK. Dust on TK. Oh, you guys. Look at yeah. that. So we're going to just be striping it up. On a just desert island. Striping Fair Isles and <laughs> Fair Island Mosaic and <laughs> the Fair Isle of the Island. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because 
Let's do some warm yarns. So we yeah. better go to a chilly island. Yeah, a northern island. Yeah. Okay, not good. a Caribbean island. Yeah. Good. Yeah. We have said like people have been like, oh, you know, what's on the island? Is it arid? You know, am I going to take a linen thing? Is that going to oh, so. yeah. But yeah, we'll go with chilly. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, what can people expect from Spin Cycle in the future? Have you got any collaborations? Mm. Uh, just no. rolling out our new verses, and I don't know. We need our next great idea. We'll have to figure something out. Yeah, we're just in the middle of rolling out verses. Mm -hmm. We have exactly half of the colorways mm -hmm. that we yeah. mean to have. Yeah. So that's kind of taking up. Mm -hmm. a lot of brain space right now. But there's definitely some designs that are coming out mm -hmm. uh, that we're, we dabble in designing. We're not the most amazing designers, but we have a sweater that we've been working on for a while that's mm -hmm. gonna come out soon. So yeah, so maybe you'll see some verses and then some more ways to use the existing spin cycle you already have. Yeah, probably some new kits. Mm -hmm. We like putting yeah. kits together. All right. If people want to keep in touch, uh, like on social media things, where do they go? We aren't good at any other social media <laughs> besides Instagram. Rachel mm -hmm. runs our Instagram and she does a really good job. Yeah. yeah it's so. um, spincycle underscore yarns. Mm -hmm. Very good. Yeah. Right. And if you see us on Twitter or Facebook, it's just... We've probably been hacked. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be just reposts of our Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Pictures of bats, I don't know. Yeah, Rachel does our website totally. Like we don't have an IT person. It's Rachel, and she does such a beautiful job. Aww. She nails the photography, which is hard to do because there's a lot of colors involved. So mm -hmm. spincycleyarns.com. She does a beautiful job there. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I think if I missed anything, but um, that's great. Yeah, so thank you now. No more flags for us. Yeah. It was, yeah. We love Pom Pom. We're such fans. Oh, we guys. We love yeah. you. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so thanks for joining me. We should say he was here as well. But uh, yeah. Yeah, another time. Yeah. We brought our Tuli mitts with us. We've been wearing our Tuli no mitts way. the whole time. No way. design. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. She's so psyched about that. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. We, we were doing like stuff we were checking on the website. Like we were like, oh, should we interview? Yeah, let's interview these guys. And then it was like, oh, I'm on the website. And she's like, I'm next to Stephen West. How did that happen? <laughs> she liked it. She got a shout out. She yeah. Like, nice. Very cool. <laughs> cool. Well, enjoy the rest of the festival, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That was awesome. Thank you, Kate and Rachel, for joining us. <laughs> All right, so is it your favorite part of the podcast? Did you top three? Have top I three? love top three. Well, I you're in luck. Yes. It's time for top three. Yay! So we have to say thank to uh, a Ravelry user who's uh, Pretty to Emma. Pretty to Emma? Uh, who suggested uh, top three fictional knitters. Ooh. And I highly suggest you guys check on the Ravelry forum, because yeah, if you didn't know, there's a pom-pom group, and within that, there is a little podcast and forum. And it's super fun. Right. We're all cool there. Um, you can go on and see her suggestions, which I found so heartwarming. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's honestly something that I'd never really thought about before. Like, I've never... I'm always like, oh, that's great, but I don't, I don't log it in my memory. Right. The fictional characters who knit because I'm just like, yes, this is a part of life. This yeah. is a thing we do. But you've done your research now. I've right? done my research, and I'm actually, I just realized I'm going to change the order around in my head right now. Ooh. I am like on the fly here. Do you need guy. me to go first then? You have a thing. Um, I, I think I can do it. I think I'm All right, let's go. Okay. Are we going in order? Like, usually we go three, two, one. Three, two, one. 
Which one? All right, all right. This is this is tough. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to include weaving. Okay. And weaving and spinning because I am multi-craftual. Mm-hmm. Uh, knitting is my baby, but I also love spinning and love weaving. You can foster other children in the yes. fiber community. I have like a 40-inch floor loom. Oh wow! In my tiny apartment mm. that I have not used in like a year and a half. Wow. It's mostly used to like put clothes on. So someday. It's like sensing what its future will be. Like, I know. Oh, it's like clothes. I will create clothes yeah. someday. Um, okay, so to start with, I have to say, uh, do you know the movie Practical Magic? I don't. I feel like I'm going to learn about it right now. It is pretty fantastic. So it uh, is, I think, late 90s. Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman are sisters who are witches, mm-hmm. of course, like you do. Um, and they live in this big, old, rambling house in New England with their two witch aunts. Okay. And it's a love story and there's stuff that goes down and all this sort of stuff. But there is spinning stuff and weaving stuff all over the house. And there's, I think there's one scene where one of them is winding yarn and one of them is weaving. But I just, I love the thought of having this massive rambling New England farmhouse um, covered in yarn. Because I feel that might be my future. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's a a good thing to aim to. Yeah, and I mean, it's insulation. It works really well against the winters to do that. Okay. So I have to say the aunts from... um, Practical Magic. And then this one is really obscure. Okay. But there is uh, two or three books. uh, It's like young adult, beginning reader, uh, by a writer named Monica Furlong. And they're called Juniper and and Wise Child. Juniper is one and and Wise Child is the other. And again about witchcraft. I don't know. This is, I'm I'm sensing a trend here. This is interesting. Um, The craft, right? Yes. Yes. It's like, um, I find it really interesting that self-possessed women who um, were good with their hands and good with creating things kind of were a little bit of social outcasts in the past because they had self-agency and self-capacity and ability to do things. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of, this is interesting. Um, anthropology for another. No, no, I want to go and hold off passive. This yeah, I know, I know. It's like, this is like a full dissertation. Yeah. Um, but it's true. It's like women who, who have held agency and have held self-sufficiency and power in previous generations are typically kind of outcast from society. So it is very interesting. I'm going to I'm gonna have to go home and make like a bibliography. For yeah, this. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. But anyway, um, in uh, Juniper and Wise Child, uh, part of the story is that the witches each have to um, make a cloak from start to finish. So from collecting the fiber to washing the fiber to dyeing it with, to collecting the dye stock. Mm. Uh, to dyeing it, to spinning it, to weaving it, and like picking the pattern, and uh, warping loom, and putting it all together. And I, I read this book as a kid, um, and loved it, and loved it, and loved it. But I was not into fiber arts at that point. Like my mom was a knitter, and I thought it was really dumb. Um, she thinks that's hilarious now, by the way. Uh, <laughs> she reminded she's like, you remember when you think knitting was stupid? Yeah, you remember when she was like, you remember when you like yelled at me to make you socks and and you were not into them? I was like, I know, I'm really sorry. I'll make you socks now. I've just spent my life's work making it up to you now. Yeah. <laughs> yes, pretty much, pretty much. And I'm totally down for that. She deserves it. She's a good woman. Um, yes, yeah, so I was totally not interested now, in but going back to it, it's just it feels it resonates so strongly yeah. with like the little threads of, of threads. Ah, yeah, ah, yeah. There we go. The little threads of, of creativity and creation that I've played with my entire yeah. life. You so. don't know, that might've like planted a It might've planted a seed. That. It really might've planted the seed. So I think I'm due for a reread on this. Yeah. It's, it's giving me a little thrill of excitement. Oh. You're talking about like collecting it and 
Yes. Yes. This is what. This yeah. is all the things, and yeah. I, I really, um, I love doing that. I haven't had the chance to do that a lot, but I used to do stuff from scratch. Like I would dye the fiber, spin the fiber, weave the fiber, dye the fiber, spin the fiber, knit the fiber, and I loved doing that. And I kind of miss doing that. I miss the start to finish action. So we'll see if I can get a little bit more of that in my nice. future. All right. Okay. I'm excited to know what number one is now. Okay. Okay. So number one, number one, da 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 da, is Marilla from Anne of Green Gables. Nice the yes, he's the mother figure from Anne of Green Gables, and she starts out in the book as very kind of proper and rigid, and softens and grows to figure out how to love when Anne comes into her life. But yeah. she's always kind of furiously knitting in the background. I, you know, so. it's been so long since I've read that; I completely forgot about that. You yeah. know, it's something I probably didn't even register when I read it. it well, so and it's young. you don't see it a huge amount; it's not mentioned a huge amount. But like, even when you watch the shows. Like, they're just covered in nowhere. Yeah. They're covered in nowhere. So I'm like, that's all Marilla. Yeah. She's just doing that. And that's like, that's her expression of love. She's not good at talking about love, but she does it with her hands. And that just makes me so happy. <laughs> okay, so those are my three. That's I've got awesome. the aunts, I've got uh, Juniper and Wise Child, mm -hmm. and I've got Marilla. Love it. All right, okay. I shamelessly took something that. Uh, our rap user Pichuama has used. But totally fair. I now can like link it into a context okay, of what happened. Okay. So traveling up on the train and you know five hours trip from London is a good time for knitting. Yes. And Amy who I work with she's uh, setting up with some Harry Potter audiobooks. <gasps> yes. So start from the beginning I have to do it you know. Yeah you gotta do it proper. Gotta do it proper. Gotta do it proper. And it's uh, it's so soothing and comforting, like as it is reading a book from your childhood. Yes, I have to ask though, yeah. the Jim Dale ones or the Stephen Fry? I know Stephen Fry. Good. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. We can still be friends. It's good. <laughs> good. Okay. Yes. yes. They are so good. So I'm enjoying his like accents and like yes. and little so good little characterizations of everyone. Yeah. So anyway, there's little like facets of it, like just little phrases that I remember hearing and I'm really enjoying. Um, which is, you know, so like kind of set into your childhood. Yes. And there's this little bit where they're first on the train in London, they've gone to Diagon Alley and yeah. stuff. Hagrid sits on the train, he pulls out his knitting. He does. I totally forgot about that. And I was like, yep, it's gotta be Hagrid. Yeah, it's gotta be Hagrid. You know, not only are you like fighting against the convention of what a knitter should be and look like. Yes. You know, Hagrid's a pure soul. He's such a pure soul. So we're going oh, with Hagrid. Hagrid. Shout out for Hagrid. Yes. <laughs> I spend. Usually from like fall to the beginning of January or so, I spend re-listening to all seven Harry Potter writing books. Yeah. It's like my my yearly winter activity. Yeah, I listen to all seven. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've still got a little bit of book one to go, so that's gonna okay. be a trip back. Okay. Okay. Uh, so number two, um, I'm also gonna go for like a kind of obscure literature reference. Excellent. So there's a series of books. It's called Millie Molly Mandy, and it's kind of it's been written in like the 30s, 40s. Okay. And it's very, very quaint, very whimsical. Love it. Like a little girl, and she like lives with her mum and a dad and her aunties and her grannies. And there's just like a the quintessential kind of English village vibe about that. Yes. And there's one little part where she's in the village shop where they sell all the haberdashery mm -hmm. stuff and the wool and stuff like that. And she gets to mind the shop for like a you know, just be like ten minutes before someone pops out. And I think that when I think back to it, like the the idea of the haberdashery yes. being able to sit in there and like just part of that 
Yeah, that probably links a lot to my adult I know. careers I know. now, right? Because <laughs> that's that's just all we want to do is like yeah. be in the haberdashery now. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, totally. And there's a little like bit of that where she gets to buy a little skein of wool for Granny with Aww. a penny, and then she has change for it, so she buys a little seed cake. It's just like, oh. I think there's like, I suppose it's not a character for the Granny knits, but there's the whole like ambiance of that right, with the knit right. that's like, oh, it's so very good for my soul, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. So I'd have to give a shout out for Millie Molly Mandy. Also, it's really satisfying to say. That is really. <laughs> I'm gonna mess it up now though because Millie. Okay, Millie, Millie Molly, Molly Mandy. Millie Molly Mandy. Yeah, she Millie, has like Molly, a friend Mandy. called like Little Susan, and there's like how they go on little adventures. Oh, good. Okay, I'm gonna have to hunt that one down. Yeah, yeah. All right, sure. all right. For number one, I'd have to say Gromit from Wallace and Gromit. You know, I that came up when I was looking on stuff, yeah. but I'd never seen it. Hey, well, do you know I about know, it then? I, I vaguely know about it. Yeah, I know it's claymation. I know like there's something to do with cheese. Yes, there's a lot to do with cheese. Yeah. <laughs> But that's about all I know. Yeah, it's a little animation series done by a guy called Nick Park, who's gone and done, you know, there's films now, and there's, like, Creature Comforts, who's a great little series he did. Uh, but Wallace is a chap that cleans windows, and his dog is called Dromit, and he knits. It's like, uh, he has a very, uh, is it anthropomorphic? No. Anthropomorphic, yeah. Anthropomorphic, yeah. Uh, life. <laughs> and there's one of my favorite scenes where he's sat in bed, and he's knitting. And I think that was like when I used to knit as when I was younger. I just knit for the sake of doing it. I just yeah. knit just long lengths. Yes. I felt a very king to yes this clay dog. <laughs> 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 and he has the most expressive eyebrows, Aww. so you can feel his uh, his indignation of like wool running out at that point. Yes. So. Yeah. We love that. Yes. <laughs> oh, and this is good. Yeah. Sean the sheep is a character, which is how oh yeah 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 yes. It's uh, one of the films, a close shave. Uh, which, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, so it's a whole other facet in there. And oh, yeah, there's a character who owns a ball shop called Gwendoline. But yeah, no, Gromit, Gromit's the star of the show there for me. And That's I a good list. That's a good time yeah, list. As a fictional character, he's pretty cool. Nice. <laughs> so I'm going to go for witches. Yeah. I'm going to go for like nice British history. Yeah, well, there we go. Yeah. There we go. I can't escape it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try and get a bit more content for next time. That's all right. Now, <laughs> now we're the. Wonderful. All right. Yeah. Well, hey, I guess that's the end of the podcast. All right. Um, thanks to Bristol. It has hey. been an absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you Super for having fun. me. Letting. Thank you for letting me blather on into your microphone. Hey, anytime. It's been a pleasure. So we're back with uh, Lydia and I. Me and Lydia. Grandma, her name. Lydia and me. Me. Yeah, it's pretty good. Here we go. Uh, that took me way longer than it should. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for listening. If you ever want to get in touch, of course, have the email, which is podcast at pompompmag.com. And there's a Ravelry group, lots of fun people there. Join in. And there's also the Pompom website, pompommag.com. You can buy the magazine. Yay! So, yeah, goodbye from us, Edinburgh. Goodbye from Edinburgh. Yeah. Happy knitting. Bye. Happy knitting. Bye. Comcast is produced by Lydia Glath and Sophie Scott with lots of help from Eli Block, who created the original music for this show. For more Eli-related music, go to goodgirlandbadtimes.com. Also, thanks to Bristol Ivy for being our guest host this episode. Thanks as always to Megan Fernandez, co-creator and editor of Pom Pom Quarterly, and thanks also to the lovely Amy and Gail. Oh, and thanks to Celia who helped And thanks festival. to Celia. Yeah. Thanks to our interviewees, Kate and Rachel from Spin Cycle, and our sponsors, Eric and Knight. 
course, a big thank you to all you pom pom buyers, subscribers, and listeners. A lot of people came to say hi at the show, so thanks to you as well. Yay! You can buy your coffee in the magazine and subscribe too at the online shop www.pompommag.com forward slash shop. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and why not leave a review? Send any feedback or ideas to podcast at pompommag.com and don't forget to keep in touch with us via the podcast group on the Pom Pom Ravelry forum. Awesome. So, bro. <laughs> Just practicing for BBC4. It's all good. <laughs>